0: Seasonal and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by SlowFlowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers. And to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2022 Farm Girl Flowers. FarmGrow Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S. supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown, fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at FarmGrowFlowers.com. Our first sponsor thanks goes to the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers, formed in 1988, ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. Today, I have two interviews to share, and I've divided them into part one and part two. First up, part one a delightful mother and daughter design duo shares their story you'll meet Teresa Rao and Priya Rao. Teresa is owner of Belle Patal, a Seattle-based design studio. She's an avid gardener and flower lover who in 2020 transitioned from a 16-year corporate training career to floristry. Teresa has based her boutique design studio, Belle Patal, at her home where she can clip foliage and blooms from her garden while also parenting Priya, her eight-year-old daughter. The studio name, Belle Patal, comes from a childhood love of petals. Teresa and her sister were frequent flower girls for relatives' weddings, and they got to throw a lot of petals, and her passion for all things French. Teresa's home interiors reflect her floral styling, and a recent kitchen remodel was designed with her floral studio in mind. As it turns out, Teresa and Priya recently invited me to their home for tea, so Priya and I could celebrate our shared birthday, February 28th. I asked them to design their signature floriography posies after tea. We had so much fun, and I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. You can find more photos and links to Teresa's social media places in today's show notes for episode 552, part one at slowflowerspodcast.com. Let's jump right in and get started. I'm so excited today to say hello to the mother-daughter team, Teresa Rao and Priya Rao. And of course, Teresa is known for Belle Patal, and I guess Priya's is one of your um, regular assistants, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, my little petite fleuriste. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: this is really fun. I'm glad you agreed that we could we could do this together. And um, Priya, oh, tell us what you're going to design.
2: I'm going to design a tiny posy.
0: Okay.
1: Great. What, Teresa, tell us what, how you define a posy. So a posy in terms of shape is more of a round uh, or pave style, as you may uh, probably have heard, but definitely round, tight, uh, compact, uh, floral arrangement. And um, what, what Priya and I are going to do is not, is not only is she going to create the posy, but we're going to incorporate the language of flowers. So each of these flowers means something. That's awesome. Let's
0: see what you're going to do, Priya. Tell us what, where, how you're going to get started.
2: I'm just going to take some flowers and see what looks best. Okay, and do you okay. mind
0: if I ask your mom some questions while you start designing? Yeah. Great. Uh, so, Teresa, can you you can talk and design at the yes. same time. <laughs> we all have to get used to that. Yes. Uh, Teresa is uh, the owner of Bell Patel in Seattle, a floral design studio, and we met through, I guess a mutual florist, I think. We did.
1: Um, We also met um, at the workshops at Seattle Wholesale Growers Market as well. Okay, great. Yeah, Yeah, I knew there was a a growers market connection. And since then, we've done
0: some fun things together. You joined Slow Flowers. We featured your beautiful home kitchen studio in Where We Bloom. That's sort of when we became closer friends. And um, you've done some fun uh, projects together for promoting a book, for doing editorial with uh, Cottage Christmas, and I'm just really glad you're my neighbor, kind of. <laughs>
1: Me too, Deborah. Seriously, it's
0: been fun. Well, um, so tell us a little bit about Belle Patale while you're getting started. Sure. Yeah.
1: So Belle Patale um, are the French words for Beautiful Petal, and um, I and what they call a (laughs) Francophil. Ever since I was young, I really was drawn to the French aesthetic, French uh, um, architecture, the language. I've been studying French since I was little, all the way through school and college, and it's just been something that I've always carried in my heart, and I've never been to France of all places, and so that's yet to come, hopefully. It will happen. It (laughs) will happen. I think so, too. Um, But, yeah, so Belpatol is a beautiful petal. And uh, my sister and I, when we were little, we used to always be asked to be flower girls for family, uh, friends. And so I just became very uh, um, in love with flowers at that point because flowers are everywhere in a wedding. But as a flower girl, you know, um, we would get the petals. And I would just remember just studying the petal and smelling it. And that was just my first, I would say, memory of what it is to be that close and personal with a flower and so for me the petal is what draws me to the flower always oh, that's fun yeah that's fun so you started the business what about four or five years ago actually it'll be three years ago coming up this summer oh my goodness yes. you've done so much in three years I've, I've been having fun <laughs> okay so give us a snapshot
0: of Belle Patel and and what your services are mm-hmm. and, um, you know, how you built the business.
1: Yes. So Patal Patel um, currently works with the community. We do everyday flowers, um, whether if it's having a client call and say i want a birthday posy using the language of flowers too can i get a sympathy posy too let's create a floral pop pop-up event with local businesses here which is very important to me to work with also the community and um, have those opportunities to connect with the community through flowers so wow. it's been fun I've, I've also been doing workshops This is the first year of providing workshops and offering them, and I've been having fun with that as well. Oh, my goodness. Yes. so
0: great. Well, you are um, home-based, obviously. Home-based. We'll talk about your new studio at the end of this conversation. Yes. Um, How did you become interested in um, kind of the language of flowers? Because I know that that's been a facet of Mm -hmm. your design business. I see your posts on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You're always describing the ingredients and what they mean.
1: Yes. So for me, it's, it's more of... An admiration to the Victorian era language of flowers, and I really loved looking at the history behind it. Um, In in early times of London, uh, men and women would carry. Um, Nosegays, as they would call them, or little posies, because the scent in the air was not a very favorable one because mm-hmm. there was no um, technology to support the sewer system as right. we are c- accustomed to today. Um, so, flowers were always there to help uh, mask the scent. Yeah. But then they also became very popular with um, Queen, the Queen and just how flowers always meant something. And that's how the language of flowers really began. Um, I would say from a modern standpoint, from the Victorian era, but many centuries ago, other cultures used the language of flowers for ceremonies. Uh, but for me, looking at the history and um, being inspired by a fellow Slow Flowers member, Teresa Samankaya, she just like I feel like she's my muse in a way too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really where. That's right. You did. Yeah. You you
0: have. You know, worked together, like had a private tutorial session with her or something, yes, right? Yes,
1: yes. And so that's really where it allowed me to like, well, you know, I really want to incorporate this in my business and offer something that is unique and custom to a client um, and help convey those messages that flowers do, um, but even more so on a very um, literal literal level. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, and your unique difference is adding in the French language. Yes. I think because you actually name the bouquets, usually in French, right?
1: I do. I always like to incorporate the French language because, again, French is very, um, thank you, sweetie, is very uh, part of my everyday business with Belle Patel. So I always want to, not just from an educational point, but also to to support the brand. Mm. Okay,
0: let's take a pause and see what Priya's doing. Hey, are you actually doing a hand-tied spiral there? Have you taught her how to do that, Teresa? I
1: have. <laughs>
0: We're learning. I'm impressed. <laughs> so how did you make a des- decision on what you're going to, what you designed, Priya? Um, and just the flowers that you liked, the colors, or?
2: Mommy just made a list of flowers that um me and things that we want. Mm-hmm. And she let me pick some colors of that type of flower, and now mm-hmm. I'm just starting to do
0: them. Okay, great. Well, um, maybe you and your mom can tell everybody what the meanings are.
1: Yes. So let's start with hellebores. We have um, a purple variation and then a yellow one. Um, the per- the excuse me, the hellebore means a beautiful year ahead. And then roses have such a beautiful meaning. They have a lot, actually. Um, it means beauty. It means grace. It means... Um, Oh, you need one of these roses. Okay. There you go. Appreciation. And the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, astromedia means friendship. Ooh, that's a pretty color. Yeah, and I love the color of it, too. That's with the hellebores. It kind of does. Yeah, a little bit of the pink against the contrast of some of the purple. That's fun. Yeah. And then we have raniculas over there. I mean, they are the heroes of spring right now. We just really love raniculas. I mean, who doesn't? I love the colors. We do, too. Um, But raniculas um, mean pride, and so we're excited to incorporate that in our posy. Then we have snapdragon, which means gracious lady, and then stock. Um, which also means um, lasting beauty. And then, of course, we have some beautiful spray roses, the coral color. And a lot of the times, the actual color will help to determine the meaning. And in this case, the coral rose means appreciation. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. I love it. How nice that they all are seasonal spring flowers. Yes. And maybe not the roses, but everything else. And they fit together so pretty. Priya, that is a gorgeous bouquet. Are you gonna tie it? I
2: just need one more flower. I need
0: a dark. Oh, you okay. need a dark
1: one. Okay, this one. Oh, the other one.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I asked Priya if she had aspirations to be um, a florist, and she said she just likes doing making flowers for her friends, which is really sweet. It is,
1: and Priya's been my my real big help um, along with the business. She's been really excited and enthusiastic by um, helping with cleaning up the flowers or processing them, um, editing them, as now she's referred to the language of what florists use to uh, support the industry. (laughs) I'm (laughs) impressed. And she's been really great. She's uh, helped me with pop-up events by putting together some of the arrangements that are going to be sold. And um, she even likes to create her own... uh, designs and say, Mom, can you sell this at the pop-up event? And so sure, we'll take
0: that out as well. I love it. I love it. That's so great. Um so are you um looking at the posy with a an uh, overall message? Because mm-hmm. all these combined will convey some, some larger sentiment than yes. the individual flowers. Right?
1: Absolutely. So all of these flowers combined which is the goal here um, is to convey Uh, a special message and um, so yes all of these flowers have a reason and purpose of why they're a part of this posy. Mm -hmm. So what inspired you on this one? Um, So this one what we were inspired because uh, Priya just had a birthday last month And shares it with our Deborah, (laughs) So we're creating posies for Deborah. (laughs) Oh, how
0: fun. Oh, and the birthday girls. Yes, the birthday girls. I am am really... uh, It was a fun discovery when I found out that Priya's birthday was February 28th. And I told her mine was too. And we've been planning to do something.
2: It started with the Holy Bible.
0: Yes, you have the date on your Bible. That's right. I saw that. Pretty impressive. Well, thanks for sharing my birthday with me. I think that... um, we we couldn't get together in february so this is our our march do-over
1: <laughs> yes, it really is but we we're so excited to have you here oh, we had a fun time with we tea. did yeah well while you're
0: designing um i want to ask you a little bit more about sure. your um your path um teresa you mm-hmm. obviously are very creative you have a beautiful home you love interior design architecture i know it's a lot of it is french inspired, but. You left corporate America to pursue floral design, right?
1: I did. Um, So my previous career was in HR and corporate training, and that's what I've been doing for the last 15 years. And then um, I've always had that creative passion, and I always was working with flowers and did things like that for friends and family, and um, always had something to fall back and make sure that I was utilizing my creative outlet. So... Mm. Yeah, so that was a fun ride. I really enjoyed the corporate side of, of the retail side of, of corporate America, um, which is where I spent a lot of my career in. And then um, Priya came into the world, and we got to <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> we definitely had the chance to um, just welcome her and yeah. just spend time with her at home. And So I got to be a stay-at-home mom for a while, and then, you know – Gardening was always something that I enjoy and still do to this day, and so gardening has um, helped us um, to kind of learn a little bit about flowers um, and more. So if I wanted to teach her that um, that you know gardening is fun and there's a lot of beneficial things with gardening, yeah. and we just have a good time. Yeah, I and, used
2: to like to dig and put the seeds in. Yes. What did you say, for you? I put. I digged up the hole. And then put the seed in and then buried it back so it grew and grew. What are you going to grow
0: or what have you grown in the past? More vegetables or, or flowers? Flowers. Flowers. Yeah. Good. We've yeah.
2: never grown a vegetable. In our you know garden. what?
0: That's what farmer's markets are for, right?
1: <laughs> we, I try, well, we do grow some herbs, but yes, vegetables is not one thing we haven't done yet. But you're growing herbs so you can use them in your posies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we like to grow a lot of mint because it means warmth of feeling. Um, and it's a
0: great foliage. And it's right? a
1: great foliage. Yeah. Yes. So we like that. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That looks wonderful. So, yeah, I mean, it's just been really fun. I mean, gardening has just also been a part of my family. It's been a part of um, me growing up Mm -hmm. as a child, and so it's always been a part. And I feel like I'm very connected with the garden, and I'm able to connect that with my floral business and then even share that passion, if not love, um, and respect of the garden with my clients. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: do you think that's part of your aesthetic is the garden? Yes. The garden-inspired kind of aesthetic and sensibility like that people may look at your posies and think oh did you grow all these yourself right since they're familiar flowers right but you started sourcing locally and and how did that all come about how did that sort of value emerge
1: so that's you know with With what I'm growing in my garden, I grow a lot of perennials and I grow, um, again, some bulbs and, and things like that. And there's a lot of times where my garden doesn't supply enough, if not maybe what I'm looking for. And so I always want to turn to my local flower farmers and of course, they um, are just so talented and just, I mean, they do a good job. And I want to support local as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. And so when I always share where my flowers are coming from, I always will ensure to um, inform my clients, oh, this came from a local flower farmer in our area, or um, we'll give them the name. Or they came from my garden, the Bell Patal Cutting Garden. And so my clients always get the most freshest, if not the most local. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And then that kind of educates them. To see that as a value add for what they're why they're coming to you rather exactly. than, you know, some wire service or something like that. Right.
1: And a lot of the times, you know, I'll have clients who may ask, you know, I know it's not growing in the season, but when will it be? And so it's fun to talk about, you know, Ooh, what to look forward to the next season. Um, So, yeah, it's been fun. Well, and obviously then you know that your message is getting through to them, right? I think so.
0: It's really fun. Well, I've been pretty impressed with all the things you've been doing with, as you said, local businesses. You have a couple retail uh, shops Mm -hmm. in Mm Burian, which is very close to us, um, where you either do a pop-up or a workshop pretty regularly. Yes. And how did that all come about?
1: Yeah. So, um, when I started my business, I wanted to get my name out there and I didn't, don't have a website, didn't have social media at the time. Um, and so I'm like, you know what, I'm just, just going to go introduce myself and provide a complimentary, uh, bouquet and just share them, share with them who I am, give them my business card. Cause at least that's what I had. And, um, would they be interested in ever hosting a pop-up event or if they ever need flowers and so it was my way to, to connect that way. And so when I first went to Paper Delights, which is this local stationery shop here in Burien, they were just so welcoming. And they're like, of course, let's, let's go ahead and host a first floral pop-up event at Paper Delights. And so we had a great time. And for, I will always forever be grateful for that opportunity because it allowed me to um, not only connect with the community, but also um, just kind of engage with them and and they ask and they'll call and so now i've created like a rapport with the community Mm -hmm. and so these are some clients that are repeat clients now and Mm -hmm. so i'm so grateful for that opportunity
0: and um paper delights is already set up to do uh other types of workshops so they add the space they do and how did they do
1: the pop-up was it just in the in the uh Workshop room, or was it in the front of the store? So we first started in the back of their room, which is their cl- their classroom area or workshop area, um, and we did a fall pop up event. And so dahlias were in season, and then mums were in season, sunflowers. So it was just a really great event. And um, and it was a chance to also just kind of talk to the client about where the flowers are coming from, um, and then answer any gardening questions, too. Right. So that was fun. So did how did that work out? You brought pre-made uh, posies, or did you make things on site, or...? For that pop-up event, I actually made pre-made posies and uh, bouquets, and so that was fun to to provide just a, an array of different options and colors um, with a special toile uh, wrapping paper that I like to use and a ribbon that goes with all my bouquets.
0: Wow. It's yeah. kind of in alignment with their aesthetic too because exactly. they care about how things are packaged. and Exactly. And so for them, what was in it for them? I guess just having an event that brought people in – Maybe who would also shop for stationery while they were, exactly. there. Exactly,
1: right? and so um, and it was the height of of people coming back to like, oh gosh, you know, we've been you know at home because of the pandemic, and so it was really nice to be greeted with flowers and just go out and and just have a good time at a at a beautiful shop like theirs, and and mm-hmm. it was just nice. It just it proved to win a win win for all. That's like, cool, you know. and you've been continuing to do that. You just. Todd, last weekend. I did, yes. So <laughs> because of this wonderful partnership that I have with Paper Delights, it's been wonderful to offer not only pop-up events but also transition into the workshop. So I've done wreath classes, um, centerpiece classes, and li- how to create a posy using the language of flowers. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So. Oh, that's wonderful.
1: And then there's a bakery you're also partnering with, right? There is. There's a local bakery called Treat Cookies, and um, they're a mother and daughter duo, fun and they they are such I call them artisans of cookies Mm. and so every time I host a workshop I always want to provide a local food or a local restaurant or something that says you know this is Burian or this is the community um, here supporting another small business and so treat cookies and I always uh, try to get together and collaborate um, by providing their cookies at my workshops We've also had the opportunity to collaborate for Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, where we'll provide a bundle where you get cookies and a bouquet. Wow. Wow. How's that gone? It's been going great. Yeah. It's been a hit for, for the community, a hit for them. It's been wonderful for me. Um, it's I just wonderful. Love,
0: it. love And it. also your, the cross-promotion of, of your customers are finding out about these other kind of creative businesses and their customers are exactly. meeting you. It's it's probably the most affordable marketing you could do, because it's it's so relational. It's relational. I like that. Yes, I love it. Well, I love your bouquet. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, what are the tricks to making a posy compact like that? Because it's just it's just so harmonious, and I love having the hellebores on the outside.
1: I do too. It's almost like the hellebores are dancing yeah. a little bit, and they're
0: kind of the the wrap.
1: Yes, and so here's the thing. Um, because I work with seasonal flowers. I always really want to look for the message with whatever is growing. And because the language of flowers provides um, an array of definitions for flowers, herbs, and foliage, I think I have a lot to work with. Mm -hmm. So I'm very lucky in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But one thing I always look for is the color complement. Because sometimes you have flowers that may not um, complement one another because of the color or the tone. But um, I think right now for spring there's a lot – that we can choose from. Um, but for me, just making sure that you can, can create a posy by doing the spiral um, method and then just just kind of seeing where your flowers are I love are that. just going to, like, land. Sometimes I, the flowers tell you where they want to go.
0: Well, also there's sort of this high-low, like you've got mm-hmm. the pastel with the rose, yes. but then the very vivid orange in the ranunculus and in the spray roses. Right. It's so pretty. I love yeah. it. And you don't really have greenery, but the hellebore greenery kind
1: of—that's
0: just what you need.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I grow a lot of dusty miller, and it's so easy to grow in everybody's garden. Just pluck it in the ground or a pot, and they're fine. I like to incorporate uh, dusty miller a lot in posies, just because they're easy to grow, um, available, and also they mean felicity. Most mm-hmm. of the time, I'm creating. Flower arrangements or posies that are very happy um, mm-hmm. messages. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Well, to that's fun. Them. Yeah. So how are you wrap that? I saw Priya was mm-hmm. actually using a rubber band to wrap hers. Mm-hmm. So we use either rubber band or we hand tie them mm-hmm. um, the European way. Okay. So yeah. So we have some garden twine. Did you need one too, sweetie? Uh, I don't know how to tie it. Oh, that's right. You got you got the rubber band. Okay. So this is the part where I um, hand tie them, and this is where I help Priya too because she's still learning how to hand tie them. But this is the European way. You just use garden twine and then wrap it around a couple of times and then just set it down to kind of double knot it. It's
0: great because that's uh, like a hemp, excuse me, like a hemp, so it can just biodegrade. Exactly,
1: and And again, that's the other... um, one of the main missions of my, my business is to always provide sustainable ways um, using the mechanics or the, the accessories, if you mm-hmm. may, as well. But also, of course, I'm um, working with sustainable forestry where I'm either growing it or a, another flower farmer is. And so it's nice to have local, local ingredients. I like to yeah. cut the
2: bottom of them okay. diagonally so it gets more water. Oh, that
0: is a good tip. That is a very good tip, Priya. Thank you. you. Um, So when that's going out to a client, then you said you'll do a tissue wrap with a ribbon or something like that?
1: Yes. So with posies in particular, most clients uh, will want them to be presented in a vase. And then that way I can go ahead and attach a sentimental card that has a list of all the florals. Um, that have been utilized in the posy and um, so yeah so that's easy to wrap around the vase mm-hmm. um, but yeah but then there's times where clients are like I really like you know it to be wrapped and just presented in that way and so sure I'll wrap the ribbon and then also include the sentimental tag.
0: I've seen that on you tend, tend to post a lot of the designs that you do and you have a beautiful wrap and thank you. Um, the card it, it's your Belle, Belle Patel
1: mm-hmm. logo
0: and then what is the, Is it a separate card that you write the, the meaning of the flowers on? Or? So
1: it's the same card. In, in French, uh, it means le petit bouquet de fleurs, and that's what cosy is. And so that's what you're going to see on my card. And then on the same card, facing front, you'll have the list of flowers and the meanings. Very cool. Yeah. So um, it's kind of early in the season. It's early April. Uh, what
0: is coming up for you? I know you just had one workshop. Mm-hmm. Do you have others? scheduled or other pop
1: up scheduled yes so mother's day is coming up and that's something on the horizon very near (laughs) so i'm getting ready for that i'll be uh i'll be offering a language of flowers posy and it'll have a message based on motherhood and so we're gonna offer that class at paper delights Um, And then the following week, the day before Mother's Day, we're going to have a flower pop-up event. So anyone who would like to purchase locally grown flowers uh, with a French-inspired design are, are more than welcome to come. We'll also have that event at paper delights as well oh
0: good well we'll share that information in the show notes and um you also have it probably on your instagram account and they have it on their
1: website or correct so um it's not currently on there yet Uh, by next end of next week we'll have that information
0: oh that looks so pretty priya i can't choose which one i like better i think they're really fantastic and they go well together and priya used the um the stock and snapdragon uh, in a really fun way, having it be taller than the other flowers. And mom didn't use those, so why did you choose them?
2: Because they kind of stand out more and I like to have them in the top. I
0: think I think you made a good choice.
2: I think you did a great job.
0: Yeah, it looks great. Love well that. Um, So when I just want to ask about the Mm pop-ups, um, do people pre-order arrangements or do you require that? Or do you just, how do you plan? Like, how do you know what to to bring to the, to the event?
1: Well, um, it's always a good question Uh, (laughs) because I, sometimes there have been times where I've overbought, um, and then underbought. So sometimes you just don't know. But I think with a little bit of preparation and just kind of to see, you know, have people, been to the pop-up events before I always try to plant that seed of saying oh I'm going to offer it you know the following month and so I kind of get an idea if who's are, interested who's interested mm-hmm. in, and um, who's um, asking questions about it but yeah I try to I try to create uh, pre-made bouquets um, usually about 15 to 20 and that usually pr- I pretty much sell out That's but amazing. I also also bring extra flowers just in case because
0: people probably want to see you doing a little bit of design while you're there, too.
1: Right. And yeah. so we just recently had a Valentine's Day pop-up event where we did do both, a hybrid, if you may, of pre-made bouquets ready to sell and take and go, whereas um, we also had um, myself and another uh, friend of mine who helped me out that day um, make Make arrangements, and that way the client was able to go ahead and pick the flowers that they wanted for their recipient. Yeah. And people like to watch it. They I've, like to watch. I've enjoyed watching you both design today, and
0: thank you. You have done such a beautiful job. Thank you for sharing me, sharing your talent with me, Priya, and sharing your mommy with me too. You're welcome. <laughs> so, what are you going to call this birthday? The birthday bouquet, or what's the what's the the name you're going to give it? I
2: don't really name my bouquets. Mm-hmm
1: okay how about you Teresa we're gonna call it well I'll call mine the birthday posy okay for Debra <laughs> oh,
0: I, I invite myself over for tea and then you make me a posy and let me film you this is I great feel very selfish well we're honored well that's great before we're gonna go see your new studio can you just talk a little bit about what you plan mm-hmm. to do with this new space that I mean you've been a kitchen designer for three years now and you're, you've got big plans.
1: Yes, I'm really ecstatic about what's coming next for Bell Patel. And um, one of the things is that we um, have acquired a new space. It's a home right behind us. And um, this is where it will allow me to expand the workspace. I'll have a workshop, dedicated workshop, as well as an office and a planting and um, bulb um growing uh,
0: growing area, growing area.
1: Yeah. exactly so i'll have those three areas all under one roof so that'll be great and so this property also allows for more garden space to grow things because i really want to continue adding my floral my own floral ingredients in the arrangements yeah, that's so exciting i love it
0: well we'll make sure that people see photos of your work and uh, find your social places when we post this at uh, slowflowerspodcast.com but in the meantime Thank you for making a video with me. That was a lot of fun. Well, Deborah, thank you so
1: much. Let me say? Thank you. Oh, you look, you look great.
0: You look picture perfect with that bouquet, Priya. we <laughs> say,
1: thank you. Cool. What <laughs> did she say? I was going to say, we're, we could say it in French, too. You could. Let me, Let say, me hear merci. you. Merci. 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 Okay. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Thank you so much for having us.
0: so much for joining our conversation today. And thank you to Teresa and Priya for sharing their mutual love of and talent for floriography. If you have a copy of the book, Where We Bloom, which we produced last year to showcase creative floral spaces owned by 37 Slow Flowers members, you saw Teresa in the pages. In her chapter, she told me, I want to make sure I'm supporting farmers who are growing domestic flowers. I always share where my bouquets are sourced and I use hashtags like support your local flower farmer, drawing attention to the mission that my business is part of while educating my clients and the public about why it's important. And now with her new studio space at a neighboring property, Teresa will soon have a much expanded Belle cutting garden to help her keep things hyper local with her designs. Our next sponsor thanks goes to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top-quality products and services to the local floral industry. Visit them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Here's some timely news coming up this Friday, April 8th at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. You can join the Slow Flowers member virtual meetup on Zoom. Enjoy a greenhouse tour with our special guests, Chet and Christy Anderson of the Fresh Herb Company. For more than two decades, the Fresh Herb Company has produced Colorado-grown flowers, plants, and herbs for the region's Whole Foods floral departments and many other customers. Based in Longmont, Colorado. The 15-acre farm grows gorgeous sunflowers, elegant lilies and peonies, bodacious hanging baskets, and bowls of fresh herbs that delight market shoppers each weekend. Chet and Christy are featured in the 50 Ma Bouquet, written 10 years ago by me and still in print. We'll visit this gifted flower farming couple for a virtual greenhouse tour narrated by Chet and enjoy a peek at their prolific early season crops, including all the things I mentioned before, like the lilies, the hanging baskets, and the culinary herb planters. Come with your greenhouse growing and marketing questions. You can find the link to pre-register in today's show notes for episode 552, part one at slowflowerspodcast.com, or just check the link in our Instagram profile at Society. Our final thank you goes to Red Twig Farms based in Johnstown, Ohio, Red Twig Farms is a family-owned farm specializing in peonies, daffodils, tulips, and branches, a popular peony bouquet by mail program, and the Spread the Hope campaign where customers purchase 10 tulip stems for essential workers and others in their community. Learn more at redtwigfarms.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor downloaded more than 833,000 times by listeners like you thank you for listening commenting and sharing it means so much as our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry the momentum is contagious I know you feel it too if you're new to our weekly show or our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at SlowFlowersSociety.com. And consider making a donation to sustain Slowflowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the Donate button in the column to the right at SlowFlowersPodcast.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. Thanks so much.